Happy, what is today? Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to the Austin's Audit Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Gerke, and no, if you're watching this on Rumble, it is not a late night show. It's just almost four o'clock here out west, and believe it or not, it's raining. So the studio is a little darker, so if you're watching this on Rumble and you're seeing the lighting, no, this is not a late night show. It's just the weather outside makes it look a little ominous, a little more than usual. But <clears throat> otherwise, the show will go on today. It is Headline Wednesday. The biggest one in the sports world, for that matter, is that Deshaun Watson is out with a fractured shoulder or a bone in his shoulder. But either way, it's in that area. It's fractured. Is Cleveland season's is Cleveland season over? I believe it or not, I don't think so. I mean, DTR did. Dorian Thompson Robinson did get the Cleveland Browns their what they gave the Niners their first loss of the season, and that defense is legit enough. Do I consider Cleveland a Super Bowl contender? No. Do I consider them a division contender in the AFC North? No. In fact, the game tomorrow will basically determine who wins the AFC North. Um, but I do have them as a playoff contender. And purely because of that defense. Yeah, it didn't look like it on Sunday, but... If you get Miles Garrett and Sedarius Smith, the Browns will be fine. You have the pass rush. You have the defense to keep you in games. And Dorian Thompson-Robinson has done it already this season. Remember, Sean Watson was out four games prior to the shoulder injury because of another previous injury the dude has had. So, honestly, it's okay, Browns fans. It's not the end of the world. And, quite frankly, if you make the playoffs with the backup, you'll be probably the team to watch out for if the Browns do sneak in. So, Browns fans, I know it looks doom and gloom today, but it's not really the end of the world. Alright, just take a deep breath. I'll give you the pick on Friday, and maybe you'll win, but... With that defense, you have a shot. You're six and three. All is good. You know, it may not be great, but it's okay. Alright? Just take a deep breath. Now, <clears throat> as far as the other headline news, there's nothing too phenomenal about all this. Let's take a quick look really quickly at the headline news and then I'll wrap the show up with the picks today. Ooh. Uh, breaking news. Remember, for my baseball fans, it is awards season, or awards week, rather. And it got revealed just now that Blake Snell is one of the NL Cy Young Award winner. And by the way, for the managers of the year, congratulations to Brandon Hyde of the Baltimore Orioles and Skip Schumacher, who became the fourth manager to ever win it in his first season as a manager. The most recent to do it since Craig Council or something. 
I, I read it last night, but it was a cool stat. But anyway, congratulations to those two managers. And right now, congratulations to Blake Snell. He is your 2023 NL Cy Young Award winner. You have the AL one probably coming up here in about 20 minutes. So this might break after air or on air by now. But that's your other breaking news. And now I'm just going to go through the headlines really quick before I <coughs> give you guys the picks for tonight. And then I'll update you guys on what's happening tomorrow. Because your boy might need to go do his uh, civic duty tomorrow. I've been summoned to go do jury duty. Hopefully not. I got I to gotta call and see if... I got to call and see if I have to go win. If I do, then I'll have to do the show as a late night edition. But if I don't, then everything will be back to scheduled normal. But to cover all the bases, I'll just give you the pick for tomorrow. And then be out of here too. So let's check the headlines. Uh, otherwise, oh, here's my other favorite one. Uh, sticking with the baseball topic. Uh, they just, Rob Manfred just does not seem to always be happy, does he? Because now, yeah, the pitch clock was a huge success. In fact, it didn't even really have an effect on the playoffs. It didn't even have an effect at all. I think we only had one, maybe two pitch clock violations throughout the postseason. And now, what does Rob Manfred want to do? You know, that's a great success, kids. You know how when there was a man on base, we now gave the pitcher 20 seconds? Let's now make it 15. I well, let's I'm gonna double check to make sure. It's either 15 or 18, but it's just It's just ridiculous at this point. Major League Baseball's competition committee is weighing a proposal that would reduce the pitch clock with runners on base from 20 seconds to 18 next season. Okay, what do those two extra seconds honestly mean? You're like, well, Austin, it doesn't really matter. It's two seconds. What are you complaining about? It ain't me. This is baseball saying this. The average time of games increased by seven minutes. Saw the average time of game increase by seven minutes. MLB's con competition committee, which includes six members representing teams from players and one umpire, heard the proposal to shave the clock as well as cut down mound visits from five to four. Man, I thought, you know, I grew up when baseball didn't have a clock. I grew up when it was supposed to be a timeless game. You play for nine innings and you see what's best and it didn't matter how long it took. But now everybody wants to speed it up, speed it up, speed it up. Why? Why do you want to move it to 18 seconds? What, because the average game time went up, to, you know, the average finish of game was like seven minutes or game length was seven minutes longer by the end of the season? Oh, oh, I know what we can do, boss. Let's cut the mound visits, you know, the actual strategy to the game. Let's cut that down from five to four. Yeah, 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 that's a wonderful idea, boss. Yeah, Rob, that's a wonderful idea. People will love baseball if we cut down the mound visits. People will love it if we give it two extra seconds because 
God knows that actually made a difference. We saw what happened in the postseason. It didn't make a difference at all. But, you know, it's another stupidity again. Um, and before I wrap it up, before I head to the pick section and get out of here, if Garrett Cole wins this, it's kind of a... And I told you so moment. I've been waiting to say that for the last four years because he should have won it in 19. But if he does, it's kind of a ugly thing because he had his best career. He had his best year as a Yankee, yet the Yankees couldn't even make the playoffs. And by the way, for all my Yankee fans up there, Keep putting the pressure on Brian Cashman because I read the article about him firing back at all of us and all the media up there saying, well, 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 no, it's not my fault. My team does, you know, my team, my staff around me does an amazing job. And, and, and we knew, we knew that Frankie Montas was going to have shoulder problems. We didn't think it was going to be a season ending problem, but, but. We knew Giancarlo Stanton is injury prone, but we took his money anyway. And by the way, we, he still has four years left on it. Yankee fans, if you want Otani to show up, be my guest. But please keep the pressure on Brian Cashman because it's starting to fizzle him out. <coughs> it really is. Because it's just... I'm reading the article last night and I'm going, Are you serious? You are a baby. And and this is more in response of Giancarlo Stan's agent kind of firing back at Brian Cashman and warning all the free agents that want to go to New York. Hey, 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 you need to be up Teflon emotionally and physically. Well, I'm sorry. Your client is made of glass. Your client hit a 191 average. Your client sucks. I'm sorry. He does. But you know what? Still wears the pinstripes and got a roof for his ass. But your client needs to pick it up too. So that was that was that was all my rants from last night and the readings as I'm going through this. But <clears throat> before I go, let me give you the picks for tonight, and then I'll actually give you my thoughts on the college football playoff poll. I was accurate for the top eight. Nothing changed. Actually, Georgia is number one, which they should have been a long time ago. But, you know, it's still kind of nuts. Anyway, for the NBA, I'm going to give you guys three games. Looking at the board here, none of the games are underway. So, according to ESPN odds, um, Atlanta's favored minus ESPN bet. Uh, Atlanta's favorite at minus one and a half. Ah, uh, no. That's, again, if you go by my rule, anything under three as far as a betting thing goes or as far as picks go, if you're going under three, take the road team because that's a very, very small favorite. I'll take the Knicks plus one and a half, and I will take the, you know, two and a half if you round it off to three, but... That's a toss-up either way. Celtics, Sixers. That one I'm not going to touch because that's probably the best game of the night. But if you want easy money, go with the Suns minus 6.5 over Timberwolves. 
over the Timberwolves. Again, the odds courtesy of ESPN Bet. So take the Suns minus six and a half and take the New York Knicks plus one and a half over the Atlanta Hawks. And then for one more, just for giggles and poops, take the Cavs minus ten and a half over the Trail Blazers for tonight. Uh, with that, let's go ahead and give you guys the NHL picks and the college football picks. The Ducks continue to do it again. What a heck of a win last night going into Nashville, falling behind 3-1, to and then somehow winning that game. Actually, it was 2-1 to when I last checked in the second period, and then they ended up winning 3-2 to in regulation. You know what? Ride the quack attack into Denver tonight. Go with the Ducks plus 320 on the money line and go with the Islanders over the Canucks with the Isles plus 155 on the money line over Vancouver. As far as the scores go, go with the Ducks 3-2. to two. That probably would go into overtime considering how the Ducks have been playing and go with the Isles 3-2 to two as well. In both will be regulation wins. So 3-2, both scores. Go with the road underdogs. Take the Isles over the Canucks and take the Ducks over the Avalanche. And then for my college basketball fans, I promised you guys I would get to the picks. And believe it or not, there is only one game on today. One in the top 25. I know there's a bunch others. You know, you have all these mid-season class. You all have these early season tournament tip-offs. It's like, I, I I can't. I pay attention to college basketball. It's November. A lot of these get, and I don't mean that college basketball fans to belittle your sport. Because I still love college basketball over the NBA. But a lot of these games in November don't mean anything in March. Now, you can go on all these networks and say, if a team misses out on this 68-team tournament, that, oh, yeah, 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 these games mean something in November. See, this loss hurt them in their resume. No, their conference schedule in December and January and February and March actually killed them. The conference tournament is what determines your resume. Not a mid a early season tournament in November. So that's why I'm not doing all of them. Plus, it's November. It, it, this story is barely told yet. It's still a long way to go, fellas. So, that's why. So, college basketball fans, I'm sorry if I pissed you off a little bit, but it's true. Alright, so for tonight, go Texas minus 20 and a half over Rice. Again, go Texas minus 20 and a half over Rice. And then... <clears throat> Yeah, I got time for this. I got at least five more minutes to go. Uh, with that, let's go ahead. I know I gave you the rankings last night, but those could those did change a little bit in the top two. 
So again, it, the top four remains the same. Georgia at one. And yes, I said remains the same because Ohio State was at one, but it flipped. But it flipped at least to the reality. So believe it or not, this is the most boring year to be doing the college football playoff fold because there's no controversy at all. It's really just the top eight, and at some point, somebody's going to lose. I already gave you the upset pick of the week. Again, it's Oregon State at home over Washington. Just in case, go back to yesterday's episode. That is your upset pick of the week. But with the top four, here is who I would think would play in the national championship again the semifinals will be in the Sugar Bowl in New Orleans and the Rose Bowl in Pasadena for New Year's Eve. Actually, they're probably going to do the playoffs probably on a Monday. They're probably going to do it January 2nd, so hold off on that. So they'll do those probably on January 2nd, or they might do the... Uh, Sugar, well, no, because the Sugar Bowl and the Rose Bowl have the little tradition that they won't move off of. And weirdly enough, New Year's Day is on a, actually, no, New Year's Day is on a Monday. So, never mind. So, New Year's Day on a Monday with the Sugar Bowl and the Rose Bowl. Here's how the top four would look, in my opinion, if the playoff were to happen now. Georgia would play Florida State. That would be an easy win for the Bulldogs. Again, the odds won't come out by that point, but once they do, expect that to probably be a three-touchdown favorite for the Dogs. Uh, Mich Ohio State-Michigan, as I said yesterday, and I'll say it again, uh, whoever wins this game is in. Whoever loses could still make it in, but... At that point, you're splitting hairs between Washington, Oregon, Ohio, uh, Washington, Oregon, Bama, and Texas. If everybody plays out and wins, then you're really splitting hairs at that point. So it's debatable whether Ohio State or Michigan, whoever loses that game on Thanksgiving weekend, will make the playoff. But it's debatable. But... If Ohio State played Michigan right now, I would still take the Buckeyes. I'm going to take them on Thanksgiving weekend. It's not an upset pick, but that is the one that I've put. That's why I have Ohio State in my playoff at the beginning of the season. I had Ohio State over Michigan in the top four. Ohio State will beat Michigan. That is the pick I'm sticking with, and I've been sticking with it all year long. So nothing's going to change there but again we still have three weeks you have this week thanksgiving and then the conference tournaments or the of this week thanksgiving and then you have one week after and then you got the conference tournaments but or the week after thanksgiving and then you have the conference title games. So, still have at least three weeks left. A lot can still happen. And it all starts with the upset pick of the week. Again, Oregon State over Washington on Saturday. Now, 
Again, your boy might need, might have jury duty tomorrow. Praise to God, cross my fingers. So I might, if I have to, I might have to do the show late tomorrow. But if I don't, then it'll be on scheduled time and I'll give you a better in-depth analysis as to who's going to win tomorrow. But to cover all my bases, I'm just going to give you the pick today and then I'll be out of here. So tomorrow, week 11 kicks off in the NFL with the Ravens and the Bengals. Probably the best Thursday night game we're going to get all year long. Joe Burrow against Lamar Jackson. It it's Lamar is looking to be an MVP. He's played better than even his unanimous MVP year. But I but I just gotta go with Joe Burrow. In Baltimore on the road with his batch of wide receivers. I'm going with the Bengals. This is probably again the best game all year. I wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if either team gets into the 30s. So I'm going to go 34-31, Bengals over the Ravens. And then, again, if I don't have jury duty tomorrow, I can go into explanations or stat lines as to how this has to play out. But just for pure score reasons, I'm taking the Bengals over the Ravens 34-31. With that, I'm logging off. Thank you for listening and watching the Austin's Audit Podcast. I've been your host, Austin Garkey. Peace out. And I'll see you guys tomorrow. Thank you for listening and watching. Oh, yeah. Thank you for listening and watching the Austin's Audit Podcast. Don't forget, you can listen to this show on Podbean. Just search for the Austin's Audit Podcast. You can also listen to the show on Spotify, Google, Apple, if you know the trick, Dreaser, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Pandora, and SoundCloud as well, or anywhere else you get this podcast. If you want to watch this podcast, you can only do it on Rumble, either by downloading the Rumble app in the Google Play or Apple App Stores, or go to rumble.com on your desktop computer. Once you do, search for the username ADGERKE. That's A-D-G as in girl, E-H-R-K-E. Again, that's A-D-G as in girl, E-H-R-K-E on Rumble. Please make sure that search is set to channels, not videos. Click subscribe, and you'll have every single episode of this lovely show. Again, click subscribe, like, comment, and share, and you'll have every single episode of this lovely show, which is now up to 600 and, I believe it's 605. 605 episodes of this lovely show. Speaking of algorithms, I know I forgot the, don't forget, to, we'll sneak up the algorithms. Well, speaking of algorithms, you can follow this show's Facebook page, which is the Austin's Audit Podcast. The Instagram hashtag, which is hashtag the Austin's Audit Podcast. For post-episode interaction, you got to follow me, yours truly, Austin Gerke, on X at Austin underscore Gerke. Again, that's at Austin underscore Gerke. Gerke on X for post-episode interaction. And if you want some non-show uh, non-show related content, you gotta follow my Instagram at Ostispamonti. That's A-U-S-T-I-S-P-A-M-A-N-T-I. Again, that's A-U-S-T-I-S-P-A-M-A-N-T-I. 
TI on Instagram. With that, again, I'm logging off. Thank you for listening and watching the Austin's Audit Podcast. I've been your host, Austin Gerke. Either day or night, this is the Austin's Audit Podcast, and I will see you tomorrow.